Hello and welcome. Welcome to Daystar Podcast. This will be our third episode. Thank you for checking back in. Today we are going to be joined by a good friend of mine. His name is Martin Machita. And he will be sharing with us the title for today's episode will be A Journey to Find and to Know Yourself. I think this is a theme that is very prevalent in amongst young people. I hope you'll find it very valuable. Please don't forget to comment and to share with others. Enjoy. Hello everyone, my name is Martin Machize and today I just wanted to speak with you about this idea of finding and knowing yourself. This is something that you hear quite often, especially from young people. Um, they will say something like, I'm on a journey to know myself or I'm on a self-discovery journey. So what does that exactly mean? And what does the Bible have to say about something like that, right? Um, first of all, I just want to make a point um, from the writings of John Calvin. There's a statement that he once said a long time ago. Um, and I quote, no man can survey himself without forwith. That is to say, no man can survey himself without forthwith or immediately turning his thoughts towards the God in whom he lives and moves. Because it is perfectly obvious that the endowments which we possess cannot be possibly be from ourselves, else than the substance in God alone. So what John Paul is basically saying is that in your self-evaluation of yourself, in you saying you're trying to know yourself, that whole journey and that whole process cannot take place outside of God because the conclusion about who you are should be that I am what I am because there's a God. So your value, your ideals, and everything that informs who you are should be built upon the foundation who is God, right? So, so that's the first point that I wanted us to understand. And the second point that I wanted um, to speak about, and maybe we'll speak a few minutes about this idea, just building on it. Um, there's a verse, Proverbs chapter 8 in verse 2. In Proverbs chapter 8 in verse 2, it says that a fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. Right? That's a very interesting verse, or maybe perhaps even weird. Like, a fool has no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. So you can see that a fool is in a journey to know himself. He is trying to discover his heart. And he finds delight in discovering his heart. Um, so, so one might ask, what is so wrong? What, what is... What is so bad about knowing yourself, right? Knowing what's in my heart, the intentions, the thoughts, and everything else that's going on in my mind. Um, the point that the author of this book is making is not necessarily that there's anything wrong with knowing yourself. But that when the fool is in a journey to know himself, what he's basically doing is trying to affirm himself. And this is something that you and I perhaps may have been guilty of in the past. So it's something that looks like, you know, when, when you're caught up in a situation and you first discover that you have you have a very raging temper, you, you get easily angered. Um, and, and the next time something happens, you know, you make an excuse to say, but you know this is who I am. I am short-tempered, right? The point is that you have discovered that you are short-tempered 
but you're affirming the fact that that is a weakness and you see no need to work on it, right? So you accept yourself for who you are. As messy, the, as messy as you are, you find no problem in that. And that's what the Bible is telling us. It's saying that when a fool discovers his weaknesses, when a fool discovers all his shortcomings, he has no delight in changing himself. So he doesn't fully understand just how bad those characteristics are in himself. So he affirms his weaknesses. Right? The fool is content to see himself as he is. He sees no need for a change. And that's the point that we get from Proverbs chapter 18 verse 2. So the idea here is that in getting to know yourself, don't be like a fool. So when you identify that there's something fundamentally broken about who you are, the very first thing that you should be reaching for is help, right? And of course, we know that we can't change ourselves. We need an external force, more than that, an external party to help us in our weaknesses. And for, for, for me and perhaps for you, that should be first and foremost God. A fool has no delight in understanding, but that his, that his heart may only affirm what is inside of him. Right. So I wanted to give you some tools on how you can go about this idea of self-discovering and, and, and the biblical view on self-discovery. Right. Um, that God is not created, that when we are on a journey to know ourselves, we merely affirm the weaknesses and the struggles um, that we have within our hearts. God actually has a bigger plan with your life and my life. And I want, you, I want to give you some bit of tools on how you can go about knowing yourself and the contents and the intents of your heart, right? Um, because it is true that even when you get to know yourself, there is nothing that you can do to change yourself. And that's a fundamental point because it is no helpful to get to know yourself then. You might as well live as if there's nothing happening if you know your weaknesses and can't do anything about them you know um and 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 we as i said most of us may be guilty of making excuses for some of our weaknesses you know um someone might be might say something like but you know i'm always late i'm never an early person no you are not always late it's something that sh that can be changed if you put effort into it but you know that this is just how I am. This is just how I speak. I can never speak with grace and kindness. I'm just harsh. I'm just a harsh person. You are not like that. The problem is that you are not willing to change. And this is where the issue is. And the Bible is warning us that when we refuse to change how we see ourselves for who we are, when we refuse to change the things that we have discovered about us, we are as good as a fool, right? So the Bible gives us tools on how we can go about this whole idea of knowing and understanding ourselves. So in 2 Corinthians, right, um, chapter 13, verse 5, it says that examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, 
unless of course you fail the test, right? Here is the idea that when you look at yourself, when you examine your life, when you get to know yourself, you need to compare your life against another standard. In this case, Paul is saying, compare your life in the standard of God's truth and see if you are living in faith, right? So here is tool number one. When you examine yourself, you need to find some guidelines to measure your life against. And I have found that the best way to do this would be God's word. Because my identity cannot be separated from what God is trying to do in my life. As a Christian, the whole point of living and knowing yourself should be built upon Christ. So the idea is that in examining yourself, you're finding if you are living in faith. You're finding if your life is in accordance to God's word, right? Um, it's the same idea that we read in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-eight. It says that everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So this is just in reference to, to, to the Lord's Supper. Um, Paul was writing to the Corinthians that, look, before you partake in this service, you first need to look at your own life. And when you look at your own life, you need to evaluate if you have been living accordingly because you are not the standard of your life. God is. Right? Um, and that's the whole point of, of living. Right? If you want your life to be meaningful, you need to continually be in the journey of discovering what is God trying to do in your life? What is God communicating in your life? What is it that he would have you to do? Um, and that's how you get to know yourself. You can't build an identity outside of that because you can't determine your own values. So, so, so for instance, what I mean by that is if you're trying to determine your own values, how do you go about that? Um, because first of all, you don't even understand yourself. So what do you use? What, what's the measurement? What's the criteria for something to be a value if you don't understand yourself? Right? Um, the, the second point is that generally mankind has a problem. And the problem is that we think of ourselves way, we estimate ourselves way better than we usually are. So, so for instance, if I were to ask you, do you think you can, do you think you can ever kill a person? Naturally, your response will be, no, I would never do something like that. I am way better than that. The problem with that is that you don't know how, you just don't know how wicked mankind is. Um, and, and, and naturally, that's something that everyone else would say until they find themselves in a condition where it's conducive enough for them to actually make the killing. So the people who end up killing, it's not like they, they may have premeditated it, but sometimes it happens because the conditions that they find themselves in has boiled, they've experienced so much anger in themselves such that they find nothing else to do but to eliminate the person. Even though they have naturally thought of themselves not as murderers or cold-blooded killers. So we usually estimate ourselves way better than we are. 
And if that is the case, if that is taken to be true, then how do you determine your own values naturally? So your values cannot come from within you. They need to be built upon a standard that is greater than you can ever be. Um, so for a Christian, naturally, this will be um, God's commandments, you know, obedience to a higher power. Because within yourself, even your promises, um, one book would say the promises that we make are like ropes of sand. So we can even keep our own words. So you can't build values um, within yourself. So let me just recap the ideas that I've been talking about and the points that I've been trying to make here. Point number one was that, you know, knowing yourself and understanding yourself and determining your own values depends on how close you are with God because those things should never take place outside of God. Um, essentially, what I'm trying to say is that mankind is very variable. So today you're hot, tomorrow you're cold. So you need a fixed standard to measure your character against a standard that will never ever change. Right? That was point number one. Point number two that I've also made was that in getting to know yourself, when you have identified things that you don't like about yourself, do not remain the same. Make efforts to change. Um, and, and usually, and the best way to do this would be to seek a higher power. In my, in my case as a Christian, it would be to seek and plead with God. Right? And the third point that I wanted to make was this idea that we are way worse than we usually think ourselves to be. And we don't understand just how fallen and weak we are. So therefore, we can't be creators and determinants of our own values. It has to be an ever-perfect standard that doesn't change. So my advice would be, if you are unbelieving, find God and plead with him. If you are a believer, continue to seek him and to live according to his will. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you were blessed by um, some, of this, some of the thoughts that I shared with you here. Thanks.